When you're navigating the complicated world of real estate, you want someone you can trust holding your hand along the way. Here's just the right person and just the right program. It's the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team, Dan Jemis. Snow, 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 snow. Yippee, yippee. <laughs> it's here. Yes, good morning, everyone. Uh, in studio with me today, Kathy Talbot and Courtney Bondi, sales reps with the Dan Gemma's team. And we all trudged through a couple centimeters of snow this morning <laughs> to get here. It was absolutely beautiful, though, but oh. I didn't expect to wake up to all the white, the white stuff out there. Oh, I did. I was worried last night that... I wouldn't be able to make it in this morning. I thought, what if I'm snowed okay. in? So you woke up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> and so my husband got up before me to go and check. And plowed the... Oh, no, no, so just would, to would, check Would he have plowed the driveway if, if it had been bad for you? Absolutely. What? No question. Oh, oh, you would have? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was waiting for absolutely no question. No, not. no. He, he would have done that. <laughs> but anyways, I peeked out the window. I was awake long before my alarm anyway. And there was only like just a little bit. And I went, oh, this is nothing. But it's so beautiful. Everybody's trees that are decorated outside and the diamonds in the snow. And I just love it. Yeah. I'm going to get my white Christmas. You That's are going to get your I white Christmas. For. That's awesome. But people, please don't curse me if it turns into like yeah. two feet of snow. D yeah, don't six feet curse of snow. me. I only asked for a little bit. Everybody was driving cautiously this morning. I, I yes. came in from, uh, well, we all came in from the county. And uh, yeah, the roads were still, you know, they were slushy and wet and still slippery, but you know, be cautious. Yeah, and they're but good. if everyone's cautious, it's okay. I saw the yeah. trucks out there and they're they're working their magic. Yep. Lots of roads to get to, so they got to take their time and hit them a few times over, right? But I hear that more snow is coming in the next uh, day or so. So Oh, yeah. You know, all part, Wait of the, and see. all part of the fun. Uh, lots coming up on the show today. We're going to talk about the biggest celebrity real estate booms and busts of 2016. I should also mention this is our, we always take a few weeks off uh, during the holidays on yes. the show here. So this is our last show for the rest of the year. We're back uh, the first week of, uh, of January. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to cover the biggest celebrity real estate booms and busts of 2016 mm -hmm. while well, we have our uh, our stuff here. We have 21 big ideas for small closets. You know, we often run into those, right? Uh, if you're showing a house, especially an older home, older they've home. got small closets and people say, oh, the closets are so small. Well, here's some ideas uh, on, on what you can do to help improve your storage space or your organization in small closets. And we also have our uh, market update um, from last month for Windsor-Essex and it's uh, very interesting if you haven't seen our video online yet uh, on our website and on Facebook. But um, yeah, so the snow is here and uh, yeah, be cautious. You have to be cautious uh, driving around. Um, so, Corey, you moved your desk this week, I noticed. I She's did. She's my neighbor now. I'm I, very excited. I'm walking by. We have our big our big room in the in the back of the uh, of the building for the uh, for the sales team and um, soon quarter on the side by the by their door where you walk through to get to the back door. And uh, so everybody walks by you know a million times a day and we say hi to Court and, and Sue. And uh, I walked by one day and her desk is empty. I said, oh. I must, have missed, I must have missed the memo. Uh, <laughs> court quit, she's done. <laughs> I must have missed the memo. Back and I, hear, I hear typing in the back. <laughs> like, no, oh, yeah, I just moved, moved around the corner just, just, to, just to switch things up. It'd be closer to Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. I was going to say, what's the real reason? Well, court, the real reason is tell. to bother Sean because my desk is right behind him. So this way I can like throw stuff, you know, over oh. the, over yes, the wall yes. or something. Really, to boy, bother oh him. <laughs> huh. 
Well, there you go. Well, I'm Stitcher. gonna love having you back in my little corner. There we go. Tucked Thank away you. with me. <laughs> when we first moved in that building, I was so worried about being tucked away in the you corner. You really were. All by myself, no windows, nothing. I thought, well, I'm not gonna like this at all. We don't have time to look through I windows anyways. Love it. We don't have time to look through windows. I guess not. If we want to go through look through windows, we can go, go visit house. you. Go, no, go, go, visit me, yeah. <laughs> go visit me and Lisa. The only two windows in the whole uh, in the whole building. Yes. Oh uh, boy, what can I do? We're we're sandwiched between other other offices, so we can't uh, we can't do much about it. But yeah, uh, well, what do you do? Uh, but yeah, busy busy weeks for everybody. Leading up to the holidays, right? It's uh, it tends to slow down a little bit for us. Gives you a bit more time to breathe and enjoy I'm here Christmas. Nodding. Can people see me nodding? Yeah. <laughs> You're staring at me, so I know I should be saying something, not just nodding. Yeah, busy personally, busy business, busy with business. Everybody asks me, you know, people are actually looking at houses two weeks before Christmas. Oh, and I say, yes, oh, yeah. it's amazing. But people still need a home, right? Yeah. And they're excited and they still want to look. And it's it's pretty cool. I get, uh, I often get people that message me. Um, and I've got a few messages to get back to actually this week, asking to get into the business and some advice on getting into the business, into the real estate business. And the first thing I always say, and Nick always laughs at me is, oh, do you like your weekends, uh, evenings and holidays? <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah, not the business for you. But yeah, people, they just assume that people don't look at, uh, you know, want to see uh, houses on the I mean, holidays, realistically, that's when they want to go and see because that's when the parent, they, everyone's got it off so they can actually yep. do it together or something like that. So, and yeah. it goes, it yeah. goes to the argument, well, do people actually, you know, buy houses in the winter? A buyer who's looking for a house, and, and if people are listening who've been looking for a house in the past, you don't care what it's doing outside. That's right. <laughs> you just want a house. Yep. You don't yeah. care if it's raining, snowing, you know, tornadoing. Yeah. Whatever's happening, you want to buy a house, and you don't care you what time of the house. year it is. So, you know, it's oftentimes uh, a better time of the year to buy a, to put your house in the market in the winter because there's less hitting the market. That's Everyone right. assumes that the spring is the best time. So they all list in the spring. So you have more competition in the spring. I absolutely. That's exactly what I tell them. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's quite interesting. I was on, uh, CTV news, uh, this yes. week. I made an appearance. I was asked to do an interview about uh, the crazy market. Uh, so yeah, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Um, yeah. And, uh, so that was always fun. We were going to go out to one of our listings, and then the reporter called saying, actually, it's blizzarding. Blizzarding. <laughs> if they call that a blizzard, we're in trouble. We're doomed. <laughs> so we uh, we switched it up and did it at the office. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's always fun to do TV. Much, oh, much different sure. than radio, right? Yes, it is much different. And yeah. I, have a, I have a face for radio, so... <laughs> Any comment on that, Court? No comment. Yes, no any comments comment. from the team? Anything? <laughs> no, no from the comment. peanut gallery? No, nothing? So, okay. moving on. <laughs> hey, Court, did you notice the beautiful tree Dan I put know, up in here so, for us this it's morning? It's nice and warm yes. in here. And just, oh, it's cozy. You're welcome. And it's so pretty. I'm beautiful. here since 4 a.m. I was surprised I'm assuming Mike that. and Lisa put this up, but I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know, know but nice. they did a great job. It's nice. I Very think nice. I don't know if that was the one that Lisa was talking about that she brought up from. She found it and brought it up, and they sounded like it was a wimpy little tree, but it's a nice tree. Thank you, Tree. We don't even have one at the office, by the way. We really don't. We don't even have a because none of us have, have a time office. to put it up. <laughs> I've got my Christmas stuff upstairs in the office. I'll bring it down. And yes, we got to do a little decorating we this week, Corey. Oh, yeah. So, um, our office elves. Well, we also have our oh, elves, yes. right? Our elf on the shelf at home, Caillou, and Caillou um, went away yesterday to back to the North Pole. For the night because the oh, boys the because the boys were not being good. <gasps> oh, 
So he left a note for the boys saying that you guys aren't being good for mom and dad. So I'm going back to the North Pole until you guys can be better. Oh, oh yes. how did they I under- take that? I understand that? he came back to this morning. Oh, it was okay. a better day yesterday. But Turned it so, around. Um, yes. Well, the elves in our office would stay gone if everybody yes. had to be good. <laughs> <laughs> they would never, yep, never come back. Oh. They've been up to some pretty mischievous stuff. Oh. We get, uh, we get yesterday, uh, Union Gas had to come out and do an inspection on the uh, on the building at the last minute. And it was uh, an issue with it. Uh, they fixed in like three seconds, of course. But And so I dragged the boys with me. Nick was at the gym. So I dragged the boys with me to the office and they see the two elves hidden in the office there. Oh, shoot. And don't forget, their, their uh, Caillou, their elf Caillou had been had left for them for the day because they were bad. They were being bad the day before. So they get to the office and like, there's Caillou. I'm like, no, no, that's not Caillou. Caillou's gone to the North Pole. They're like, who's that? So I had to come up with names. Yeah, because we don't I'm have like, names. Um, yeah, we didn't name them. That's John and Stephanie. Those are <laughs> John, and Stephanie. John and Stephanie. <laughs> Where the heck did you get those names? John and Stephanie. All right. We, that's quite we, the got names. Name. Yeah. So yeah, John and Stephanie at the office. In case anybody asks, in case the boys come in and you see them and they're oh, asking okay. for John and Stephanie, that's who they're asking that's for. John and Stephanie. Well, I hope John and Stephanie were behaving when the boys got they're there because, behaving. okay, behaving. have you seen some of the <laughs> yes, things they've Yes, I know, done? our staff, I'm telling you. Um, okay, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the biggest celebrity real estate booms and busts of 2016. And later on in the show, some big ideas for small closets. Big ideas for small closets. Anyone here have small closets at home? Oh, I yes. have a couple. Yeah. So you know, maybe some of these can. Uh, maybe they'll help me out. Maybe they'll help yeah. you out. I think. I think the first idea might be emptying some stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> getting rid of junk. Declutter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll we'll touch on some of those, and then later on in the show, we're also going to uh, talk about the recent uh, market update here in Windsor Essex County. Uh, the market is still looking good, uh, and again, it's projected to, to continue to look good in 2017. Not as hot as it was this year, is no? what they're telling us. It'll oh. calm down a little bit, which is good. It needs it. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, too. And again, this is our uh, our last show of the year. We're taking a few weeks off, as we yes. always do. It's time of the year for the show. We're back uh, We're back at the beginning of, uh, of January. So we're going to wrap this up here in the next uh, 45 minutes on this show, and then we'll come back with lots more right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. For more details on today's guests and show topics, or to listen to past shows, visit the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team website at danjemis.com. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Kathy Talbot and Courtney Bondi, sales reps with the Dan Jemis Team in the studio with me today. And we are just about to uh, talk about the biggest celebrity real estate booms and busts of 2016 according to realtor.com so i will uh start us off as kath is can you read it, kath well this is very the, poor printing the I'm font sorry, is, but... i'm sorry i was up all night writing these <laughs> I... chicken scratch <laughs> uh, you know i might as well just take over court you may as well the Kathy don't Calvary say that real he's, gonna, he's gonna run with it careful Give what you wish for okay i'll start us off uh winner so there's there's winners and losers and the real estate booms and busts of 2016. Winner, Leo DiCaprio, Oscar-winning actor Leonardo DiCaprio, listed a remodeled Malibu beach house for $10 bucks, almost six times the $1.7 million he paid for it in 1998. He hasn't sold the two-story house yet, and he reduced the price uh, by about a million since it went on the market in September. But it's uh, a given that he'll make several million on the bachelor pad located on the ritzy Carbon Beach. The Malibu property uh, is tiny by A-list standards. The three-bedroom, two-bath dwelling measures just, oh, 1,700 square feet. 
Oh, it's small. Oh my <laughs> lord! What's wrong? And we think our market's okay. good. <laughs> no kidding! Oh my. And the lot is less than uh, a fifth of an acre, but there's a wide plank wood deck with a hot tub. Wow. Views of the Pacific and stairs that take you directly to the beach. Not to mention the celebrity pedigree. The Titanic star also scored a small win when he sold a Studio City home in November for 2.2 million bucks. So, so you've got so, a view of the Pacific. <clears throat> we have a view of Boblo and the exactly. Detroit River. Hello. Does Leo stay with the house? And how is this a winner? Because he hasn't even sold yet. Just yeah. like we tell people next door, you can, you can list for a million bucks, but if you don't sell... It means nothing. The market will speak to them. <laughs> the market will speak to them for sure. Okay. Okay. Do you yeah, guys know it. who Eve Plum is? No. Nope. No. Eve Plum was Jan. Let's start with her. <laughs> <laughs> Eve Plum was Jan on the Brady Bunch. Okay. Oh. Okay. And she made off with three point nine million on her Malibu beach house. She bought it for fifty five thousand in nineteen sixty nine, and she just got three. Hundred and sixty-two thousand six hundred. No, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Well, she bought it for fifty-five thousand in nineteen sixty-nine, which they say equals to three hundred and sixty-two thousand okay. in today's economy. Okay, okay. And the actress, best known as Jan, earned more than ten times her original investment. It's only five wow. rooms, six hundred square feet. <laughs> <laughs> she on sold the, it for how much then? On the Pacific Coast Highway, it's got a whole stretch of private shoreline. On Escondido Beach, huh. but the buyer, who is a developer, plans to tear it down <laughs> wow. and build a new luxury home. So she made ten times her original purchase of fifty-five thousand. So f- five hundred some half million dollars. It doesn't even say yeah. Half but million dollars. She yeah. made ten times. Now wow. there's some investment for you. Wow. Pretty cool. Court. I've got a winner, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, Ellen. Ellen. I love yes. Ellen. So apparently, she's a savvy real estate investor. Many are aware of that. I did not know. But in 2016, she made quite a profit on a Hollywood Hills West home. She sold it for the second time. So she bought it in 2007 for $10 million and then bought it back in 2014 for $8.75 million and sold it again in August for $9.9 million <laughs> in an off-market deal. So off-market? F- off-market. Wow. <laughs> A private <laughs> sale? What the hell? Ellen. <laughs> Ellen. So the 4,000 square foot home was built in 1950, underwent a full scale makeover by renowned design uh, firm Marmal Radzner about a decade ago. It features five bedrooms, three bathrooms, canyon and city views, a swimming pool, and a fire pit, plus the pedigree of having been pit. owned by DeGeneres twice. Apparently, the, ca- uh, the cachet of saying Ellen DeGeneres danced here never gets old. Huh? But why would she have? I wonder why she maybe bought she just, it. Back. Maybe she regretted buying it, uh, selling it, and wanted to wanted it back again. No, I think she, she did for buy it for less than what she sold it for. Yeah, and then sold I don't it. think Ellen did it to make a million dollars. Do you think she bought that to make a, one million bucks? Why not? A million bucks is still. She a sneezes. Bucks. She makes a million bucks. It's Ellen. She wants to just play. She's just playing with money. That's all. I, guess. I have one about Bruce Willis. Can I go again? Sure. It's your show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is in Idaho. Believe that? Idaho. Idaho. Yes. Um, he had his real estate for sale. Wait, he is he a ch- winner or is he a loser? Um, I haven't read that far yet. No, it's right that on, on the oh, thing. Oh, he's a loser. Oh. Okay. Uh-oh. So he chopped the price by 50% <laughs> on his rustic, elegant ranch retreat, and it still hasn't sold. Eesh. The gorgeous grounds have been on the market. You ready for this? Since 2011. Okay. 
When What's the wrong asking with price was fifteen million, and now it's six point five million. Poor Bruce. Oh. Whatever will he do? <laughs> Without this nice. money. It says we can't figure this out. After all, the property has 23 acres of forest, an 8,400 square foot main residence, which he remodeled in 03. It includes a luxurious guest house, of course, ponds and streams, a killer pool area with waterfalls, a soaking tub and water slides. <laughs> he likes to play. Perhaps it's the remote location. To Willis, we say, yippee ki <laughs> <laughs> continue it. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone will get a screaming deal in 2017. We should go look at it. Let's go buy That's it. That's a great investment. Go, we'll just I mean, pull our funds. He's obviously getting desperate. Exactly. Maybe will take $100,000 for it. Oh, maybe. Really. Just chump change for him. Oh, of course, got a That's picture. picture. It looks very nice. Um, okay, we still have a couple more. You know what? It's break time. Let's take a break and let's let's do the radio no-no and continue the segment because, well, it's our show. <laughs> let's do that. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back in just a few minutes and we're going to continue a couple more of these um, of the real estate booms and busts of 2016. And we're also going to get to some big ideas for small closets and the market update for 2016 thus far. Uh, the real estate... Um, 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 stats came out. Sorry, hello. For the month of uh, the snows on my brain, right? For the month of uh, November. So we'll get back to those. Okay, lots more right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. For real estate service you can count on, call the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. For real estate advice you can trust, you listen to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Here's your host, Dan Jemis. Okay, back to it. We have a few more celebrities uh, in our celebrity real estate booms and busts of 2016 uh, before we get to our next our next story. So let me wrap up mine. Uh, I have a, a real estate loser, Julia Roberts. Oh. oh, it isn't often you see Julia Roberts and loser in the same in the close proximity. Uh, she sure has a winning smile, but when it comes to Hawaii real estate, she took a plunge on paper. With high hopes, she listed her two-acre property in Hawaii. It's all blurred out. I can't see uh -huh. it. Hawaii? Hawaii's North Shore for 29 million bucks in 2015. However, she had to slash the price more than 40 percent to finally sell it for 16.2 million bucks. Oh, just e. go make another movie, Julia. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what? Please, Kath, tell us how you really what feel. What do you say to me, Kath? Kath, okay. just go sell another house. Perhaps it's not such a bad deal after all. We'll call it a minor loss in the case for overestimation. The actress bought the property in 2011 for 13.4 million bucks. She still made money. Oh, she made money, so she's yeah. It just sold for so much less than what she originally hoped for. Uh, even A-list movie stars have their dreams crushed now and then. Let's not even discuss Money Monster. Is <laughs> what the article says. Okay. Uh, who is uh, who is next? Go ahead, Court. All right, I've got another winner, Kevin James. So the funny man is not only um, the king of queens, but also the 2016 king of real estate, having Ooh. sold his oceanfront mansion in Delray Beach, Florida. Just in July, he sold it for 26.38 million after wow. buying the property four years ago for 18.85 wow. million. No. no, he will never have to work as a mall cop again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it had uh, three acres of beachfront land, including a 26,000-square-foot Mediterranean Revival Mansion with eight bedrooms, nine bathrooms, seven fireplaces, and a 10-car garage. Interesting. So, well, wow. he, did, he did well then. Yep. I have a loser. You do? Tommy Hilfiger. Oh. oh. 
Fashion designer Tommy Hilfiger had to slash the price on his biggest creation, a Manhattan penthouse in New York City. He's given the price a severe alteration, decreasing it from $80 million to $58 million. But get, guess what the fees are? This is incredible. You know how people say to us, oh, those condo fees are kind of high? Yeah. The condo still hasn't sold, but we're not weeping into our hill figure. Hey, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Um, let's take some wild guesses. I'm going to say uh, $20,000 a month. No. That's ridiculous. Well, you made it sound like it was ridiculous. Well, it is in my mind. Okay. He spent <laughs> $20 million renovating Eight. the 5,600 square foot condo. Okay. It's worth $58.9 million. Plus the seven thousand three hundred oh. monthly maintenance. Wow! Come fee. on, is that seven thousand dollars on a hundred million dollar condo is nothing? And eight thousand four hundred monthly real estate tax. Oh well, it was close to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sixteen thousand now. So it says two thousand seventeen will tell. Yeah, <laughs> if it's worth it or not. Huh. I don't even like this picture. It's I've. <laughs> I've it's got really Kathy's wrong. out. I've got Kathy's more that must, be, must not have printed here. I have another loser. Fifty cent or fifty cent. Fifty cent. Uh, the financially challenged rapper has been trying to sell his twenty-one bedroom, <laughs> twenty-five bathroom party pad since two thousand and seven. When he listed it for eighteen point five million bucks, the original price seems ambitious. Uh, know that he bought the fifty-one thousand square foot mansion <gasps> in two thousand and three for four point one million bucks. And then poured somewhere between six and ten million bucks into tricking it out. Fast forward to 2016, Fiddy <laughs> has had a bankruptcy in his uh, rearview mirror. He spent most of 2016 trying to unload the place at a greatly reduced price of 8.5 million. In March, a developer was reportedly interested in buying the estate and, cover- and, and uh, converting it to an assisted living facility. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's got a total opposite. 21 scale. bedrooms. 21 bathrooms bedrooms. Wow. Yeah, and that's a party house. Everyone um, gets their own room. Minus notorious rappers' stripper poles. Come on. But the deal <laughs> didn't close, and the property languished on the market at the current price of 5.9 million bucks. So we've wow. gone from a 600 square foot place to uh, how many square feet on that one? To a hotel. 51,000 square feet. Oh my God. Feet. Isn't that funny? And I have one last one. Do you have any more, Carrie? No. Oh, I said, okay. No. I have one There's last two. one. Matt Lauer is a winner. Today, anchor Matt Lauer won when he bought Richard Gere's uh, fa- uh, fabulous Sag Harbor, New York compound in the Hamptons for $36.5 bucks. A huge reduction from the initial asking price of $65 million. There's another one they had to slash. Although it sounds severe, Gere didn't really take a pounding. The actor reportedly assembled the estate in three separate purchases from 2005 to 2008. For a total of eleven point three million bucks, and he sold it for thirty-six million. For his investment, Lauer received a compound known as a Strongheart, which includes a nineteen thousand square foot main house, originally built in nineteen oh two, but remodeled to be energy efficient and geothermal. A sixty foot heated pool overlooking the bay, rolling lawns, and a basketball court. Lauer adds his property to his forty acre Brightside farm in Watermill, where he raises horses. Getting up early sure pays off. I'm sure Matt Lauer has lost ten raised horses. It was built in 1902. Oh, I'll bet you it was really neat. Crazy. I'll bet you it's cool. Well, there you go. Um, so there's uh, some celebrity uh, busts and what do they call it? Wait for it. Busts and... Busts and booms, booms of 2016. Yeah. Okay, next, we have some big ideas for small closets. I know a lot of us have small closets in our homes 
And, uh, you know, here's some things that you can do to kind of, um, you know, take the most, get the most out of that, uh, that small closet space. I'll start uh, with, put it on your tab. Empty soda cans may take up space in a recycle bin, but in a cramped closet, they can actually create additional hanging space. Simply pop the tab off a, ca- off a can and slip it around the hook of a hanger. You can then slip another hanger through the hole in the tab, essentially doubling the rod storage potential. So you have like one main hanger, then slip a bunch of tabs on the on the hang on the hanger, and then hang the rest of the hangers on the tabs instead of on the on the bar. How is the tab going to fit on the on the hanger? So you just you you punch it through the through the through, through the, the loop. little loop, yeah. So you have a bunch of tabs hanging on the top of the of the hanger, and then you hang the next hangers on those tabs instead of on the on the thing. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, but you have to realize what's on the hangers. Yes. So it gets bulkier and bulkier. Sure. And how are you going to fit Listen, all that on? that's not the article. The article right here is 21 Big <laughs> Ideas Small Closets. I don't like that one. Do you like that one, Court? <laughs> no, vetoed. Okay, next. next. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Bring your frequently worn items out of an overflowing closet and into the light with this open air organizer, a permanent cure for closet chaos. This handy clothing rack comes together with only an old cabinet, inexpensive dowels, wood boards, screws, and clothesline. I don't even get we, it. We, there's probably a picture with the article that I wrote, and then uh, I, oh, didn't, yeah. I didn't, include didn't include the article. Picture. Picture. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, people. You know, it's what I'm working with here. Go, I... go ahead, Kurt, go ahead. <laughs> All right, this one's a good one. The final curtain. So the biggest barrier between you and, and, and a functional organized room may not be the cluttered contents of the closet, but the closet door itself. So consider removing and replacing the door with a floor-length curtain to add space and an element of luxury to a bedroom or guest room. That I use. Huh. I made my own closet because in my apartment there was like a an empty space, so I put a, a bathroom rod like, and I just put a a curtain and look what you thinking outside the made box. Made a closet outside, outside the, the closet. closet. Outside the closet. <laughs> Excellent. Go ahead, Kath. Fancy feet. For a fashionable footwear display without sticker shock, try this shoe rack on for size. It couldn't be simpler. Prop a sheet of sturdy wire mesh against the wall and slip high heels in between the wires. Huh. That that could work. That's not very exciting. Listen, it's big (laughs) ideas for small closets. Gather what do you want? Sheesh. Uh, Hanging by a thread. Have homeless hats, scarves, and belts. Taking up residence on entryway consoles, coat racks, and benches. Give them... My belts are hanging all over the place. What are you... That's weird. Uh, Give them a permanent (laughs) abode with an off-the-wall organizer. The rod of this hanger is lined with hooks fashioned from cardstock and snaps that make it a cinch to store several accessories in a slender space. So really, you kind of use the the wall space or the door space, and you put uh, some... Some belts or hats or scarf racks uh, in that space. That makes sense. That one that one might work. We yeah. have like bins that we just throw everything in for our... Well, there you oh, go. That's that, my next that's, one. That's, of course, next one. Bins and baskets are go-to storage yeah. solutions for a small closet. But if they're not properly marked, finding the item you want can be like looking for a needle in a haystack. Yes. So before stashing closed storage bins in a closet, be sure to attach plain or decorative labels to them for easy retrieval. Huh. That's a good one. There you go. That's a good one. Kath approves. I never thought of baskets. I I should, <clears throat> I should put some baskets in the bottom of my closet. Gary, make note. <laughs> yeah. Make note. I could ask Santa for some baskets. Oh, there you go. Huh. This one's called behind bars. Mount towel bars on the inside of a small bathroom closet door. 
for a sneaky way to store extra linens and alternatively yeah. string the rods with curtain rings because then you can hand you can hang your jewelry and accessories on the curtain uh. rings. Okay, that <clears throat> one I like. You know, have you ever heard of just while you're mentioning jewelry, um we did a segment at one point and I talked about um, ways to hide jewelry and one is like stick them in your in your sock drawer like in the, inside, in, the inside socks. socks stuff like that you just told the thieves where they are well <laughs> <laughs> the thieves but um, the thieves but <laughs> thieves <laughs> um, but yeah like as you stick the jewelry you hide them in this, in your socks or in your underwear I guess I don't know but just make sure you take them out before you put your underwear on for you. yeah <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Um, what do I have? Uh, the right track. Mm. If heaps of wrinkled clothes have turned the floor of your closet into a second hamper, restore order by installing track shelves. Decustomizable vertical track rails let you adjust the shelves so you can make the most of your closet's height, leaving no wall space wasted and no wardrobe essential left on the floor. We have a... Um, it's a, a smaller walk-in closet now in our, in our master, and uh, that's one thing we changed this year. Where we... We just have the one rack around the closet, but we doubled, like we rose the the rack, so that it's it doubles the amount of space you can yeah. you can use right on the wall. Yeah, and that leads into huge. mine. Look at that Look at split that. personality. In a space challenge closet, forgo a single inefficient tension rod, and yes. reserve half the closet for a skinny shelf and the other half for two short rods, and you'll create ample room for garments that hang, as well as space for shoes and folded clothing, clothing while minimizing visual clutter. That's actually what I what I have in mind. And really, there's nothing stopping people from using the curtain rods in these manners. That's actually quite mm -hmm. brilliant. You just don't have the storage above you know, on the rack, but who cares? Still a good way well, to... Well, short people uh, can't reach way up there Yeah, anyway. it doesn't matter <laughs> me. I can't reach up there <laughs> I anyways. have to get on a little stool to reach up the top shelf of mine. <laughs> Well, if you're Look lucky, I need to pull out the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeepers. <laughs> so, else, Court? Divide and conquer. Awkward alcoves, the enemy of small closets everywhere, can further restrict already limited storage space. So the solution, install labeled shelves or modular storage units to create an organizational oasis that provides well-defined and easily accessible cubbies for household products and cleaning supplies. Cool. You're just making it your own, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anybody else have anything else or is that it? <clears throat> That's it. That's it for the segment. Bam. Done. Check. <laughs> nice and efficient, just like these closet ideas. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the real estate market uh, locally and how it did um, ending uh, November 30th, at the end of November. And uh, we'll tell you about that, okay? And lots more to come. And we'll tell you about, uh, if you haven't heard um, last week or the week prior, there was a, a home in Windsor that sold with... 31 offers, mm -hmm. 31 offers. So we'll tell you a bit about that and that experience uh, for those. Cause we've been in, in uh, we've had lots of listings that have gone with tons of offers too. Yes. And we'll, we'll tell you about how that differs from, you know, a regular experience when you're selling your home. Okay. Lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis real estate show. To make better decisions when you are informed of what's going on. Real estate is often the largest investment you'll ever make. You want a real estate team you can trust helping you along the way. And definitely be able to make better decisions because of it. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show with one of the most trusted realtors in Windsor, Essex, Dan Jemis. Welcome back to the show. Kathy Talbot, Courtney Bondi, sales reps with the Dan Gemma's team in studio with me today. And uh, the market is uh, is still looking good. Still hot. It's still a seller's market out there right now. 
isn't it? Still a huge seller's market. How are you guys experiencing out there the last uh, the last month or two? Uh, are you still going into a lot of multiple offers? Um, have you? Do you feel like it's slowed down a little bit? I feel that it's slowed down a little bit, although I'm in multiple offers today, actually. Yeah. Um, right now, there's only two offers, but uh, it has slowed down a little bit as far as the number of multiples, That's right? what I was going to say, the number of... Yes. Yeah. We've, been, we've been saying that for, for a couple months now. We've, yeah. been, we've been seeing it kind of slow down. Um, and again, the market stats, which we're about to go over here, um, you know, things are slowing down compared to how they were at the beginning of the year, which mm-hmm. is, I think, good news. It's, I think it's needed for Windsor-Essex. Um, we're every time the government makes some mortgage changes, right? Which they have recently. Um, we wait for that, you know, that to kind of start taking effect. Um, you know, and if you think back, Kath, is, you, you can speak to this too. Um, when the government went from 35 year AMs, 40 year amortizations, 35, 30s, now 25s, you know, people panicked, right? Oh, it's the end of the world, end of the world, and nothing, nothing changed. Nope. Nothing stopped, nothing, the world kept turning. Yep. Um, and so with these most recent changes, we'll see, I think this is the most recent changes. I think will have the biggest effect just because it's affecting everybody, uh, regardless. So basically, uh, if you haven't heard about what a month or two ago, the government made some changes, whereas, uh, you now qualify, um, when you qualify for a mortgage, you qualify for less, less of an amount. Uh, and they were saying by about 20%, I think is what they were saying, mm-hmm. the mortgage professionals. So uh, somebody who's looking for a home and was, was qualified for you know $200,000 can now get $160,000 mortgage. And so where the panic kind of happened in the last minute, because the government made these changes very quickly yeah. and said, hey, next week, these yeah. changes are taking effect. People started panicking. And next thing you know, people are rushing to just get into something because, you know, they're already you know being pushed to their max with uh, with mortgage approvals because the market was uh, was was hot back then um, it was so much hotter I should say that uh, people were being pushed to their max their max limits and now all of a sudden their max limits are coming down twenty percent so that's where I think the panic uh, you know came in and now moving forward it's like anything else that's just the new norm so that's people right. when they go get a pre uh, pre approval. Instead of saying, you know, you're pre-approved for $300,000, it's now 20% less. But, you know, you may not have noticed that, you know, a year ago, right? So, we'll see. We'll see what kind of effect it has. I think it's, I think it was needed. I think the government had to jump in there because it's getting a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're talking about more changes. We we hope, um, that word is that they possibly are thinking about increasing down payments through, you know, throughout um, this year, they announced uh, a ten percent down payment required for a, a house over five hundred thousand dollars, as opposed to five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's talk and rumors that they might try and do that for any home, regardless of price. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's look at some stats. The month of November, uh, the market activity. So the amount of homes hitting the market was up four point five two percent versus uh, November of two thousand and fifteen. Uh, the um, let me just take a look here. Uh, market activity for a year to date was on par with 2015, two point four percent. So just a, a bit more homes listing uh, this year than last, um, but not not that much of a difference. Sales were up seven point two eight percent November versus November of 2015. Year to date, uh, up ten percent. So that that has climbed. That that's a drop down 
at the beginning of the year, we, we saw um, sales increase 20%, 16%, 17%, 15%. Um, last in the month of uh, October, they were down, I believe, 5 or 7%. November climbed back up a little bit at 7% increase. So we're starting to see things calm down a little bit. They're still busy, still a busy market, but it's starting to calm down. Um, and uh, which, again, is not a, it's not a horrible thing. Uh, the average price in November was up 12.7%. So that's a good size uh, difference there. So from 198,000 in November of 2015 to 223,000. Now, what is driving that number? As we keep saying, the average, uh, the the number of homes, uh, the higher end homes selling, is definitely driving that uh, that number, that average price up. Okay. So just because you live in a home that's you know doesn't matter what price, two hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean you're automatically worth you know, an extra $30,000. Uh, the average price is driven up a lot by the fact that higher priced homes are selling, making a big difference. Um, and to give you an example, those, uh, those sales. So um, look at here, homes between two hundred dollars and $280,000. In uh, November of 2015, there were 87 of them, 118 of those sales um, this past month. Oh, that's so good. The higher priced, uh, the lower priced homes, so uh, under a hundred thousand dollars up to two hundred thousand dollars, those really dropped. So we're seeing less of those those homes selling, and more of the higher priced homes selling. Um, homes between four hundred twenty and five hundred thousand dollars. There were sixteen sales last November of two thousand fifteen, and twenty three this past November. Mm-hmm. So that's driving up the average yeah. the average sale price quite a bit. Yeah. Right. The uh, busy locations, busy areas, uh, again, they remain uh, quite similar and quite um, constant. In the county, uh, let me just see sales here. In the county, 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 LaSalle, uh, Lakeshore, Leamington, Amherstburg, very busy areas. In the city, central Windsor, uh, east and south Windsor yep. were the busiest. It stays pretty much Which the is same. pretty constant. Yeah. yeah, in the county, your, your LaSalle's, Amherstburg's, Lakeshore's um, are always... Uh, quite uh, quite busy but there's not enough listings that's all i can say yeah i have yeah. buyers really struggling to find what they're looking for and amisburg there's nothing there's nothing for sale in amisburg it's yeah. incredible i don't know why nobody wants to well i know why people don't want to leave amisburg <laughs> but, it's totally true but I mean, you'd think maybe they'd move around in amisburg but i think of how many you know over the years um you you try and um, keep people open-minded about changing locations, right? Because sometimes buyers say, you know what, I just want such and such area. Yes. And I think over the years of, you know, at some point, every buyer, they get to the point where they just want to move somewhere and they just, they open their their criteria, right? And uh, Lakeshore is always a big one where people don't want to go that far. Amherstburg is another huge one. And I think about all the people that over the years, I moved to those locations that I know, never plan on it. I'm thinking the same and thing. And now would not even leave. Yes. You know, people that go to Amherstburg after they've, you know, they didn't want to go to Amherstburg in the first place. And now people are moving to Amherstburg and they don't want to leave Amherstburg. I know. Same with Lakeshore. I see a lot of that in Lakeshore too. Yes. Right? But Amherstburg, I think once they challenge so. those fears, eh? Like they, everyone always thinks about the driving. Yes. But it, it's really it's not nothing. that. Well, in Amherstburg, you're right on the main drag. You just, exactly. Same with Lakeshore, right? And I mean, so, it takes you that long to move anywhere in Windsor, 25 minutes to get from. I was yeah. going to say. 
And I think I think it's actually easier to come to Amherstburg than it is to Lakeshore anymore because if you take 22 out to Lakeshore, yeah. you are bottleneck traffic a lot. Yes. A lot. Yeah. Whereas you just fly right out the front road or or yep. uh, EC Row or Howard yep. and you're in Amherstburg in 20 minutes, less than 20 minutes. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty awesome. But and then Amherstburg has everything, right? It's got all the, the big box stores, tons of restaurants, the waterfront. Yes. Um, <laughs> clinics. You know, the clinics, yeah. LaSalle has is, is got uh, tons happening too. And we're, we're trying to fit, you know, where where is the new construction happening, right? And it's not really happening in Windsor right now with Mm-mm. the development fees and it's just not happening in Windsor. Right now your new construction is, tends to be, you know, Lakeshore has got tons of new construction. It's yeah. been happening for, for a long time. Amherstburg's not new, got new construction. Yeah. Tecumseh's, you know, got things on the line. LaSalle is not, doesn't have very much happening right now. Like, th- things are all coming together, but, you know, Leamington's got some stuff happening right now. We definitely need more new construction to be, uh, you know, some more developments to be popping up. That's, uh, but if you think about the new construction business the last, the last couple of years, things are booming, which is good for our area, it right? Sure is. New homes means more taxes for the, for the towns, which is, which is huge, mm-hmm. right? So, there you have it. Let's wrap up the show. Listen, let's we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye. Um, yes. It is our last show for a couple weeks. We're off for the holidays. We are back the first week of January. So you know what people what are people gonna do without us on Sunday mornings? I don't know. Sleep in. Sleep in. I <laughs> you guess. You know what they say? Absence yes. makes the heart grow fonder. I know. They'll appreciate us that much more. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So our, we want to say Merry yes. Christmas yes. and Happy New Year to all our wonderful clients and friends and families and, and listeners. Thanks for joining yes. us every week. We love all the comments and we look forward to seeing you in 2017. You got it. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. If you thought about selling or buying a home in the future, the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help. Visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week, 519-566-5565.